0: The Tide in. Barry Scum the Tide Foundations Washed In Barry Howard Minkin Scum the Tide Foundations Washed In Barry Howard Minkin I predicted the disaster for our country if Biden won. 60 specific predictions are in my book Brainwashed. America's cultural revolution and no one has a better correct prediction record in writing than me over the past five decades. I'm now wondering how much more of this unprecedented racist, anti-American, anti-Semitic, Pro-criminal, pro-terrorist, pro-drugs, pro-illegal alien, revisionist, CRT, and other complete bullshit from these failed, inept, moronic, sexual deviant, censoring dumbshit parasites—will the sane people who love America and the Constitution put up with? In America's deepening cultural divide, I wrote about the need to cut out the cancerous Soros-related organizations under the umbrella of the Tides Foundation. These groups, along with the inept, failed, ignorant Rice, Obama. Dumbshit black and left-wing radical professors and other socialist color and sex over merit schmucks are suffering from delusions of grandeur. Among the brainwashed puppets they control is the historically corrupt, bumbling, pervert Biden. He is an empty suit like his buddy John Stolen Valor Carey made millions selling their office and souls along with the Clinton, Pelosi and the Black Caucus criminals. We must stop allowing their fake news propaganda-armed scumbags and the traitors running the Justice Department, FBI, EEOC, Homeland Security from using the January 6th which hunt to persecute those of us who know that massive election fraud did exist and the only one killed was an unarmed woman veteran by black cop with a bad record. Indeed, we have indisputable facts to prove that the empty suit and naive classless radicals pushing corrupt boondoggles like January 6th, the Green New Deal, the China virus, CRT, equity, systemic racism are being perpetuated by corrupt flimflamers playing an historical trillion-dollar con on those of us who love America. These low lives don't have a clue about they are talking about. I continually overturn their lies my books, blogs, and over a 100 podcasts. For those brainwashed who are naive enough to think dumb, clueless anti-American jocks like lame-brain James and the fraud Colin Crapanic are good spokesmen for AT and T and Nike. I will present poof at the end of this podcast slash blog about systemic racism, election fraud, and the environment. We must take back our censored, racist, anti-American, anti-Semitic universities. We need to kick out the overpaid eunuch administrators and the worthless victimization slash device to Gestapo morons who lives have contributed as much to civilization as shit did to your shoes. Every day there are more examples of this racist lunacy by these losers living off the government teat from the day they were born. These societal parasites made me understand and agree with Margaret Sanger and the woke puppets wanting even more abortion centers. Here is today's example of this morons taking over the asylum from the eunuchs. After an off-campus housing cooperative reportedly banning white guests from common spaces, the pervasiveness of woke exclusionary practices is now said to include outright anti-Semitism with nearly 10% of college organizations adapting their constitutions to include a bylaw leading down a very ugly road. In a call to leftist allies on campus, the Berkeley Law Students for Justice in Palestine, LSJP, had posted on their Instagram page at the end of August a proposed bylaw in favor of the boycott, divestment, sanctions, BDS, movement and to date, at least nine organizations have embraced an effort to block Jews and pro-Israel speakers from campus. Why instead don't these anti-Semites join the civilized people of the world denouncing the Iranian asses Asmeler and his Hamas-PLO, Hezbollah-worthless empty-headed puppets who have been living off the corrupt UN for generations and only produce more kids to be rappers for suicide bombs. Blog 22641 Significant voter fraud is a fact, but systemic racism against blacks is a myth by Barry Howard Minkin. Can you give me just one example of so called systemic racism in the past decade that is not against straight, white, non handicapped males who love America? You can't unless you small at it. The same radical left victimization and divisity extortionist idiots pushing black racist bullshit just passed a ridiculous so called anti lynching law. Besides trying to pander for black reparations and other unearned, undeserved taxpayer-funded handouts and pork, the only real need for an anti-lynching law just passed is to prevent and stop the ongoing lynching of the January 6 patriotic Americans peacefully protesting massive voter fraud by our vigilante and Justice Department. Remember the only one killed was an unarmed woman veteran, a Trump supporter shot by the Capitol Keystone cops. Significant voter fraud proof. Though they are coming out almost weekly, I'm ignoring the many serious voter fraud allegations currently being litigated from the 2020 election. For example, the USPS contract driver who delivered a truckload of ballots from Bethpage, New York, to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, where no one was willing to sign for the shipment, or the ease of changing voter tabulations with a simple thumb drive on Dominion voting machines as was alleged in Venezuela and elsewhere. Other proof of current voter fraud being buried and covered up by the brainwashed left wing Google censors includes a video of poll workers in Georgia. This surveillance video shows suitcases of ballots being pulled from underneath a table, covered by a tablecloth, after the poll workers were told to go home for the night. The poll workers say they assumed everyone was leaving the building and the counting was done, but four people stayed behind. Once everybody left, these four people began counting the ballots that were hidden in the suitcases underneath the table. Let's instead look at the Heritage Foundation's election fraud database, which presents a sampling of proven instances of election fraud from across the country. Each and every one of the cases in this database represents an instance in which a public official, usually a prosecutor, thought it serious enough to act upon it. And each and every one ended in a finding that the individual had engaged in wrongdoing in connection with an election hoping to affect its outcome, or that the results of an election were sufficiently in question and had to be overturned. It is important to remember that every fraudulent vote that is cast invalidates the vote of an eligible voter, effectively disenfranchising that voter. In addition to diluting the votes of legitimate voters, fraud can have an impact in close elections, and we have many close elections in this country. This database is not an exhaustive or comprehensive list. It does not capture all cases and certainly does not capture reported instances or allegations of election fraud, some of which may be meritorious, that are not investigated or prosecuted. Because of vulnerabilities in the system, election fraud is relatively easy to commit and difficult to detect after the fact. Moreover, Some public officials appear to be unconcerned with election fraud and fail to pursue cases that are reported to them. It is a general truism that you don't find what you don't look for. This database is intended to demonstrate the vulnerabilities in the election system and the many ways in which fraud is committed. Preventing, deterring, and prosecuting election fraud is essential to protecting the integrity of our voting process. Reforms intended to ensure election integrity do not disenfranchise voters and, in fact, protect their right to vote. Winning elections leads to political power and the incentives to take advantage of security vulnerabilities are great, so it is important that we take reasonable steps to make it hard to cheat, while making it easy for legitimate voters to vote. Americans deserve to have an electoral process that they can trust and that protects their most sacred right, and they have the right to know when the integrity of that process is imperiled. Voter fraud isn't found, except when it's looked for and then it turns out to be everywhere. Troy, New York, City Councilman Anthony DeFilio who forged signatures on applications for absentee ballots, spoke some truth describing it as a normal political tactic, American voters get that. In spite of the nothing to see here, folks' message they receive regularly, 64% believed voting fraud was serious according to a Rasmussen poll. Overwhelming evidence backs them up. In the 2008 Minnesota Senate race, Al Franken won by 312 votes. After a watchdog group identified 1,099 votes cast by ineligible voters, prosecutors were forced by Minnesota law to investigate. So far, 177 people have been convicted of voting fraudulently and more are awaiting trial. A close gubernatorial race in Washington state in 2002 spurred investigations that also found thousands of illegal votes cast. Last year, Maryland congressional candidate Wendy Rosen dropped out after she was found to be voting in two states. Albany mayoral candidate Paul Etheridge was indicted last year on three felony counts of fraudulent absentee voting. NAACP official Lesadala Sowers is in prison for perpetrating a massive vote fraud scheme in Mississippi. It goes on and on. The undisputed champion of voter fraud is Acorn, supposedly disbanded in 2010, but actually still doing business under multiple names. Their operational model is to hire unqualified workers and incentivize them to register as many voters as possible at the last minute, thus overwhelming local election officials. When registrations are challenged, voter suppression is alleged, even though duplicates and obvious errors are common. It's more than an anecdote here and there. A study this year by the Pew Trust estimated that 24 million defective voter registrations are currently on file. Nearly 2 million dead people are still listed as voters, 2.75 million voters are registered in two places, 70,000 in three, and 12 million contain incorrect addresses. One of eight registrations authorizes voters to vote in elections for which they're not eligible. With all this going on, it's frankly suspicious that the Biden and before that the Obama administration used all the tools at its disposal to try to prevent states from implementing photo ID laws. Americans understand that, especially in an age of heightened security, a photo ID is a part of everyday life. It's inherently reasonable to protect voter integrity with the same process needed to board a plane, buy a beer, or cash a check. Several surveys have shown that about 1% of eligible voters lack photo ID and the rest can easily obtain one for free. Yet corrupt Attorney General Eric Holder, who misused the DOJ slush fund enriched by settlements with business, played the race card he likened photo ID laws to a poll tax and congressional Democrats had a bill in play that would void photo ID laws in 17 states, including those that have them. Photo ID laws by themselves wouldn't come close to eliminating voter fraud. If anything, it's more important to clean up registration files. Unbelievably, the Federal Motor Voter Act, for no good reason, actually prohibits doing this. If we care about ballot integrity, we should also abolish early voting, except in true cases of need and avoid internet voting like the plague. It may be convenient to vote at home, but the only way to assure that voters are who they say they are is for them to appear in person. Anything else is just catnip for those hoping to cheat. Although no fair-minded person supports voter suppression, November's election might have been decided by illegal votes and Trump and the rest of us should only want legal votes counted. The saying goes voting isn't democracy but counting votes is. Don't we all want transparency? The insightful commentary from the Heritage Foundation by Hans A. von Spakovsky provides solid, objective insights on voter fraud. Hans served as a member of the Federal Election Commission for two years. Before that, he was counsel to the Assistant Attorney General for Civil Rights at the U.S. Department of Justice, where he specialized in voting and election issues. He also served as a county election official in Georgia or five years, as a member of the Fulton County Board of Registration and Elections. President Trump's concerns about illegals voting were derided as a witch hunt by the Democrats and the media, and his commission to investigate was stonewalled and eventually shut down because several states refused to cooperate. There is however, good reason to be concerned. The evidence is indisputable that aliens, both legal and illegal, are registering and voting in federal, state, and local elections. Let's look at some facts. In 1998 the California Secretary of State reported that 2,000 to 3,000 of the individuals summoned for jury duty each month in Orange County claimed an exemption from jury service because they were not U.S. citizens. Of these individuals, 85 to 90 percent were summoned from the voter registration list, rather than from the Department of Motor Vehicles, DMV, records. These numbers are even more concerning when one considers that only a very small percentage of registered voters are called for jury duty in most jurisdictions. While some of those individuals may have simply committed perjury to avoid jury service, this represents a significant number of potentially illegal voters. 20,400 to 30,600 non-citizens summoned from the voter registration list over a one-year period. In 2005, the U.S. Government Accountability Office found that up to 3% of the 30,000 individuals called for jury duty from voter registration rolls over a two-year period in just one U.S. District Court were not U.S. citizens. While that may not seem like many, just 3% of registered voters would have been more than enough to provide the winning presidential vote margin in Florida in 2000 and for Trump in 2020. Indeed, the Census Bureau estimates that there are over a million illegal aliens in Florida, and the U.S. Department of Justice, DOJ has prosecuted more non-citizen voting cases in Florida than in any other state. Moreover, following a mayor's race in Compton, California, aliens testified under oath in court that they voted in the election. In that case, a candidate who was elected to the Compton City Council was permanently disqualified from holding public office in California for soliciting non-citizens to register and vote. The fact that non-citizens registered and voted in the election would never have been discovered except for the fact that it was a very close election and the incumbent mayor, who lost by less than 300 votes, contested it. Stop talking about Russian interference which all sides agreed did not change one vote in the 2016 presidential election and think about the actual number of illegal alien voter fraud that continues to help elect Democrats, and which the left and the media in 2020 would like to keep as another dirty secret. As a matter of fact, non-citizen voting in a 1996 congressional race in California may have stolen the election. Republican incumbent Bob Dornan was defending himself against a spirited challenger, Democrat Loretta Sanchez. Sanchez won the election by just 979 votes, and Dornan contested the election in the U.S. House of Representatives. His challenge was dismissed when the House Committee on Oversight and Government Reform turned up only 624 invalid votes by non-citizens who were present in the U.S. Immigration and Naturalization Service, INS, database because they had applied for citizenship, as well as another 124 improper absentee ballots. The investigation, however, could not detect illegal aliens, who were not in the INS records. The Oversight Committee recognized the elephant in the room, If there are a significant number of documented aliens in INS records, on the Orange County voter registration rolls, how many illegal or undocumented aliens may be registered to vote in Orange County? There is a strong possibility that, with only about 200 votes determining the winner, enough undetected aliens registered and voted to change the outcome of the election. This is particularly true since the California Secretary of State complained that the INS refused his request to check the entire Orange County voter registration file and no complete check of all of the individuals who voted in the congressional race was ever made. Because of deficiency in state law and the failure of federal agencies to comply with federal law, there are very few procedures in place that allow election officials to detect, deter, and prevent non-citizens from registering and voting. Instead, officials largely depend on an honor system that expects aliens to obey the law, but there are many cases showing the failures of this honor system. Many aliens believe that the potential benefit of registering far outweighs the chances of being caught and prosecuted, since many district attorneys will not prosecute what they see as a victimless and nonviolent crime. On the other hand, aliens acquiring a voter registration card that then can be used for many different purposes, including obtaining a driver's license, qualifying for a job, and even voting, is a great benefit, particularly since it is an easily obtainable document, routinely issued without checking of identification or verification of eligibility. The importance of this benefit was illustrated by a federal grand jury in 1984 that concluded that large numbers of aliens registered to vote in Chicago. The grand jury reported that many aliens registered to vote so that they can obtain documents identifying them as U.S. citizens and have used their voters' cards to obtain a myriad of benefits, from Social Security to jobs with the Defense Department. The U.S. attorney at that time estimated that there were at least 80,000 illegal aliens registered to vote in Chicago, and dozens were eventually indicted and convicted for fraudulently registering and voting. The grand jury's report resulted in a partial cleanup of voter registration rolls in Chicago, but just one year later, INS District Director A.D. Moyer testified before a state legislative task force that 25,000 illegal, and 40,000 legal, aliens still remained on the Chicago rolls. Moyer told the Illinois Senate that non-citizens registered so that they could get a voter registration card for identification, adding that the card was a quick ticket into the unemployment compensation system. Do you get it my friends, voter fraud exists and is rampant. And is the very possible other guy won the election. Blog 3622, with the inmates running the asylum a grown-up rethinks environmental activism. Barry Howard Minkin Dumb is what dumb does, Forrest Gump if you hate America and want to destroy it, you voted the right people into Washington to succeed. You have re-elected, fraudulently, the, far-left, inept, and dumb, never held a real job, corrupt, failed, anti-American, anti-Semitic, race and sexual preferences over merit and ability losers, also known as Obamagate-slash-Biden administration too. There was a King Midas, who the legend says turned everything he touched into gold. But instead we have Obama, Rice, Biden, Harris, and their side show menagerie consisting of, victimization and divisity extortionists, the black KKK aka BLM rioters, university socialists and brainwashed students who don't have a clue about the real world, the environment, or the equity con being pushed on them by featherbedding, ignorant, academic race hustlers. Along with their accomplishes in left-wing and biased media and big tech oligarch censors, have turned everything they touch, unlike King Midas turns into shit as they continue to destroy the greatest of countries the USA. For example, record inflation and gas prices when we were energy independent under Trump. Instead of using our vast oil and gas fields in this country or the pipelines from Canada these American saboteurs are funding Russia's war in Ukraine by buying billions of dollars of oil from Russia. Now to stop the political fallout from such complicity with the Russian war machine, their next step is to fund and promote the world's major sponsor of terrorism helping failing Iran's efforts to become a nuclear power by bringing back from the dead what has been called the dumbest foreign policy decision in history the Iran nuclear deal. And if funding two of America's enemies with your tax dollars isn't the stupidest and destructive enough to America, for Act 3 how about buying oil from Venezuela's Marxist dictator as he plots to help our enemies get a foothold into the Western Hemisphere. This money to buy their blood oil will bail out all of these dictators while putting the US and the free world into more danger. For what reason just that the failed, narcissistic, mediocre Obama, Rice and their other radical, below-average, racist, corrupt scum of the earth failed jealous losers are suffering from a severe case of delusions of grandeur try to leave a legacy on history even though it is one of division and destruction. Remember how our mediocre never held a real job millionaire affirmative action president who like Biden at times doesn't remember one country from another in speeches promise to change our country dramatically? He failed miserably as history has shown doing nothing for hard-working Americans but did succeed helping criminals, illegal aliens and the victimization and divisity flimflamers including his black caucus homies, welfare cheats and their unmarried baby daddies making more babies for more drug money and helping BLM looters and rioters get rich while racially dividing the country and degrading it at home and abroad. With the corrupt, empty-suit-bumbling puppet Biden as president he and other failures and corrupt cons such as Kerry, Rice, Sharpton, Sherman, Pelosi had another swing at the piñata and doubled up with even more extreme radical, racist, failed, naive policies. These policies are then carried out using unqualified losers found at the bottom of the barrel but have the right color, sex and sexual deviations. A real-world understanding of climate change. Sadly, these losers led by the China-loving empty suit John Kerry think supporting these terrorist dictators by buying their oil is a way to help fight climate change. For decades I have supported groups that support nature and the environment. Indeed, I still speak about it to groups regularly. But with five decades as a global management consultant I learned we need to look at environmental problems objectively and using science and common sense, not as a secular religion or a political football, such as the way we deal with the China virus. In a few words, there are two little discussed pieces to understanding the environment. First is the direct correlation with recent explosive climate change for example global warming and the exponential growth in population. The population of the world was gradual for 4 million years. It took that long to reach 2 billion people that happened in 1923. In a period of 70 years that number has tripled. CO2 in the atmosphere was steady at between 180 to 300 parts per million for the past 600,000 years. It is now at 419 parts per million, jumping over 109 points since 1958. This explosive growth in CO2 is mainly caused and collates directly to explosive exponential population growth. Second, in what area of the world is the majority of population and pollution happening? Interestingly, most more than 95% of the population is happening in the developing world, as is most of the pollution. But the radical climate disciples are destroying the economy of the US and EU, where the pollution and population were both declining without their drastic measures even with our record energy independence and economic growth under Donald Trump. The US emits about 4 gigatons of CO2 annually and the EU about 3 gigatons. The culprit is Asia with 17 gigatons and particularly China with 13 of those 17. And to hone in even closer, if you are serious about stopping global warming you would go after the world's major producer of greenhouse gases China. You would particularly spending most all your resources targeting its energy generation sector which produces over 90% of China's 17 gigatons of CO2 emissions. But China has pledged to deal with their emissions by 2060 so there is really no hope if that ridiculous far-off benchmark is left to stand. All it does is use the environmental cause for an ineffective massive socialist redistribution of American money while putting all Western countries at an economic and security disadvantage to China but will keep their backers like the Pelosi's, Biden's, tech oligarchs and the NBA rich. Objectively from a big picture of the worldview all this environmental activism in our country and in Europe is the equivalent of using a bucket to prevent the Titanic from sinking. Why believe me? Because I have a five-decade written record of successful predictions in eight books warning you with specific predictions about what would happen if Biden won the election that sadly have proven right on. Listen when someone who has been called a candidate for guru of the decade warns you again about keeping this failed dangerous anti-American globalist, nonsensical administration in power. I'm over 80 so I don't do this for me but for the future of our children and great country.